0: Welcome to the pramvel.
1: The pramvel.
0: Is that going to stick? You
1: think? I hope so. I really hope so because, <laughs> as the travel cheese that we are, also, can you move this? The blanket? Yeah, I don't. It's I, offending you. I didn't ask for it to be over my knee, but it's so
0: soft.
1: That's fine, but just because things are soft. The
0: travel cheese?
1: It's the travel cheese, pramvel.
0: Oh, that's right, because yeah. you think it sounds like a cheese.
1: It does sound like a cheese. It's an unequivocal truth about the word Prambel. <laughs> Welcome, hello, let's get right to Hola. it. Let's get right to it. Okay. We're still in Lisbon.
0: As of recording this, we are still in Lisbon. We were not
1: supposed to be in Lisbon. No. We Today were... was supposed to be a travel day too. Mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to say mm-hmm. where we're going.
0: Because we might circle back. Right. But Jason, why are we not in huh, 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 and instead in Lisbon still?
1: Because we loved it. That's true. And I tested positive for COVID. You
0: sure did. Here's a,
1: uh, this is a wrinkle that we knew was, Potentially on the horizon for this year for us. Correct. Whether we the actually... pandemic is
0: not over. Whether
1: we lived in California, whether we came Correct. and traveling, obviously our risk goes up as we start doing more things. Traveling full-time means we're doing more things. We're still wearing masks everywhere. We're still socially distancing. You know, we're still eating outside wherever possible. Yeah. And just doing all the things, but... I tested positive for COVID. So I started feeling some mild, cold symptoms, some sniffles, some sore throat. I, of course, immediately didn't think that it was COVID and thought I was just having like a natural little cold here. I'm in a new climate. It's cold outside, you know, whatever. You do all the things to talk yourself through. I don't have this thing that millions of people And have yet,
0: got. you still came into the bedroom and said, hey. And
1: absolutely, yeah. I, I ha-
0: And you said, I think it's important that you know I'm having, and I, what did I say? I was like, we need to test immediately.
1: You immediately scolded me. You pointed at me, and you were like, you were a bad. You go in the bathroom and you sit. I
0: also did not want it to be COVID. But anyway. Yeah. Alas, it was.
1: Yeah. Uh, Also, I'm sorry if we didn't do like a trigger warning in case COVID is very triggering for you. Uh, you know, as the, it is for,
0: yeah, we should yeah. have done that. But, um,
1: I think at this point, if, if someone heard that they're just like a fast forward, fast forward, yeah, yeah, fast yeah.
0: forward. but and maybe
1: some people want to hear if they don't know anybody or they don't listen to any podcasts from anybody right? who's gotten it. And, and, you know, a lot of people that I am on like an email list of or what have you, they'd be like, yeah, I got COVID. And then like, that's it. Right. They never talk like, what were you scared? Were, right. You know, what your symptoms? Okay. Like, you know, what, right. what's your life like? So just to paint a quick picture, we we're both vaccinated. We we're both boosted as of December. We so, specifically yeah. waited
0: to get the booster until before we would travel, so that we would have
1: maximum maximum boost. Maximum boost. Max
0: boost. Um, which I'm very grateful that we did. Beca- yeah. Because then, I mean, that definitely. I'm not gonna lie. Like I was still scared yeah. immediately when you tested positive. You tested positive first on a rapid test and then confirmed on a PCR test. Which I Complete will say. Side note: In Lisbon, wow, the experience of first of all, you can get, I think we mentioned this before, but you can get rapid tests at the grocery store.
1: Just right at the checkout counter. Right at the, very With your gum, with your chocolate. Which is
0: different than in the United States, at least at the time that we left. But the PCR test is what I was blown away by because there was a place literally two blocks away from our apartment. So we didn't have to like go too far out into the world. Um, Very easy to book online. Um, No one was even there. You go, Literally 15 minutes. Yeah. You book the time slot 15 minutes from now. Yeah. And you, you know go, because
1: you just did it today again. And I just did it
0: again. <laughs> so then I, so then Jason tested positive. And then I thought to myself, I certainly then am positive. Well, can I go
1: over how I was feeling? Absolutely. You, you minimized well, you my s- entire <laughs> I uh, didn't existence. mean to minimize,
0: but you skipped ahead to my PCR test. So then I thought we were going well, there. Well,
1: I wasn't. I was talking about how other people just hide it and they say they got COVID. And then you just jumped and you stole my entire journey. Okay. I did. Um, what I wanted to say was when I started feeling sick you know, you had this moment, I think as a human, this has been around for two years where you're just like, Ugh, I don't want to deal with this. Like, let me just like not pretend that it doesn't exist, but just like, it'll be fine. It'll, like I'm, I'm just having like a little tickle. It's not COVID. Like that's kind of what goes through your mind. And then like about five minutes later, I was like, no, I need to like err on the side of maximum caution because just like as a person who, you know, I was like, right,
0: but just to be clear, like you never considered like
1: Oh, no, never. I'm just saying like, I'm just going through the thoughts that go through your mind. So I
0: just want to be really, 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 really clear. Yes. That is not to say that it ever crossed your mind that you were just going to be like, oh, maybe I just have allergies.
1: No, the thought that I was having was just, oh, maybe I just have allergies. But you were always going to test
0: to make sure. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, let's tell my wife, who's the more careful of the two of us, and we'll go from there. So anyway, that's what I did, walked in. And then, you know, you take a rapid test. It's right, the first test I've taken the entire time besides the PCR test we I'll took before we it. leave, which, you know, a man pushed me into the back of our car because it was in my nose. But, yeah, we took it, saw a faint line, and then just you go through the emotions of, well, crap. You know, now I have this. Now what do we do? Like, what are the rules? Because mm-hmm. the rules have changed. They're different by the CDC. they by everybody. So anyway... We get the majority of the rules, no matter what, we're just isolating for seven days. Right,
0: that was obvious. And we knew, so can I tell that part about me now? Yeah,
1: so I was what I was just going to say was, once you get to that place where you're like, okay, this is this is what it is, because my symptoms were mild, I just felt like, okay, you know, this is, I don't have to like worry, I don't have to think about anything, I just am going to get through this like I'm having a cold, and I'm so grateful that at this point, with this variant, with all these different things... This is how I'm dealing with it. Because we've had family members that it has not been so kind to. We've had friends that it has not been so kind to. So it just felt very fortunate that it wasn't a scary version of this that we had to deal with.
0: Yeah. I also want to say I had a very different experience. Because the way that your brain works is you just sort of take reality as it's given to you. And you're sort of like, I'm not going to worry until I have a reason to worry. That's you. That's your brain. That's me. And so you thought to yourself, Wow my symptoms are very mild right now. And so until that changes, I'm going to feel a, some type of way about it based on the symptoms I have at this moment in time. Yeah. Your wife has an anxious brain.
1: Yes. I and know her. Yeah.
0: So my brain can very easily go to, I, I feel like for the first day where we knew you were positive, I felt very crushed under the weight of two years of headlines about COVID and I've got my dad in the hospital for five weeks playing in my head and I've got this fear of what if because I just also want to say like it's not a a given that you're going to be okay because there are plenty of people who have you know this has not gone that way for them and so I have that in my head I have just Everything, these thoughts racing through my head. And my way of dealing with that was to try to just breathe through it and to kind of a little bit adopt your mentality of saying, Caroline, it's here. Like now you can't you can't do the like, well, what it could have should have or, you know, what ifs because it's here. So the only thing I can deal with is how am I going to traverse this right now? And I'll tell you having an anxiety attack about it is not going to help. Yeah. So, um, I just like took it minute by minute and I was just sort of like, okay, <laughs> I did, um, w- we did separate for the first two days or so. Yeah. And I, and slept, it, I slept, slept in my own bed. You slept in your own bed in the living room. I slept in the bedroom yeah. and, and I, the first day I really was, was like, don't breathe you, on me. Yeah, you, <laughs> I was yeah. like, and you know, I think in a lot of cases that does make sense. Cause I was like, well, certainly one person Having COVID is better than two people having COVID, and, and I we're, just like. And
1: we're staying in an Airbnb that's like eight hundred square feet. Like it's I couldn't.
0: I couldn't handle it. Then I started thinking about it, and I was just like, "Okay, I'm not sure that it's feasible to avoid think, me. to avoid you." Yeah. And I lo- like kind of loosened. This is just a personal choice, but at that point we were going to isolate regardless. So I kind of thought to myself. It's here, so I'm just going to be...
1: I either move out... <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but for some reason in my head, I still made you sleep on the
1: couch. <laughs> yeah, which actually was I was fine with just because, like, put the COVID thing aside. Like, when you're sick, the last thing you really want to do is, like, burden the other person with your sickness in mm-hmm, any way. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm, like, sniffling and coughing and, like, blowing my nose in the middle of the night. I don't really want to do that in bed with you anyway because mm-hmm. it's just going to keep you up. So, I, you know, didn't matter to me to sleep out on the couch.
0: So, anyway... I, by the second day, I think I had gotten a lot better with the anxiety because once again, it was just sort of like, it's here. So you yeah. can't, okay. So then what is the anxiety also was I kept taking rapid tests every day. Yeah. I took about, I think four days in a row and they were negative. Yeah, And so then I was like, cause it, my early thought was, well, maybe my symptoms are just b- behind yours. I also have seen stories. Or you're asymptomatic. Or I'm asymptomatic, yeah. but I've seen of people online Like I I followed this influencer, her husband got COVID and then she tested positive like three or four days behind him. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, well that's possible. So that's why I kept kind of waiting for that to happen. But then... The first time that I tested negative, I thought, well, maybe my viral load is just lower and it won't show up on a rapid test. So I should go get a PCR test to just confirm. Because this is also f- forward thinking. If we both have COVID, you have to get a recovery certificate and yeah. because you could show up positive on a PCR test for like, I think it's like months or something. Yeah. At the most, you could, I'm not saying you will, but you could, and that inhibits your ability to like get on a plane or things like that, even after you've had it and you're not transmissible and all of that. Yeah. So I thought, well, I need to go get a PCR to confirm that I'm positive so that I can get a recovery certificate. I go do the PCR. This is the same day that Jason does the PCR minus negative. Yeah. So at that point, I think to myself, oh, I'm just a couple of days behind him. So I keep, te- so a couple days go by, I test again, I'm negative. No symptoms. No symptoms. A couple days go by, I test again, I'm negative. So I never got COVID and, yeah.
1: and you the, got another test today. I which got is now another
0: PCR test today, which was eight days, after, days some, eight yeah. or nine days after you um, had it and negative. So I don't know how that happened <laughs> scientifically, but
1: you, you finally dodged a health bullet.
0: Yeah, for, for once some, in your for life, for somebody who is a, just a sensitive baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't mean that in a bad way. Just, yeah. just a little sensitive thing, you yeah. know. With, um, with
1: all your genetic weaknesses, with all my genetic they, weaknesses, they added up to not get COVID in this instance. Yes. So very grateful, very thankful and for that. Yeah.
0: So that is our COVID story. Yeah. And like I said, I just want to say I'm so incredibly grateful. Um, I know that you know this 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 thing is not to be minimized. It is not to. Um, be messed around with
1: yeah and it, it doesn't change our behavior you know it's still like we went out today and got coffee and we wore a mask the entire time we're sitting outside we're social distancing from people on the yeah, table we're that still we gonna choose. take it
0: extremely yeah. seriously and that's just a part of responsible travel um and we're just really grateful that it was super mild for you and not for, for me and me for me
1: yeah. Yeah. Not you, the listener. But if it was SuperMount for you, the listener, we're happy for you as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's the, the COVID update, the real-time update. So, what did that actually look like oh, in yeah. the last so week what of our mean? life? Right. So, we stayed in the Airbnb the whole time, got very familiar with the Uber Eats app, which yes. we had never used. Because in the U.S. we were always using DoorDash if we were ordering or whatever. We
0: ordered in a lot. Never
1: ordered Uber Eats before coming here, so we
0: we did order also groceries. Oh, on. Hold on, I
1: was gonna get to. Oh, okay. It. So we have two stories to share. Yes. These are the we are American and either A don't know the uh, size of things. Yes. Or B don't understand the quantity of the food that we ordered. Yes. So the first uh, example is we needed some groceries. Mm-hmm. So we found this little grocery store. I think we've talked about it on the podcast already. Go natural. We would walk up there. It's a great little grocery store. Now, when you're in a grocery store, when you want three potatoes, what do you do?
0: You grab three potatoes. You go
1: one, two, and three. You pick them up. Yep. When you're on an app yep. and you order three potatoes yep. at a, an amount of... On a 89 through cents. An, through 80, an, 89 euros, 89 cents or whatever. Through an
0: app that is in Portuguese.
1: Absolutely. Um, what you end up with is two large full bags of about 30 total potatoes. 30 total
0: potatoes. <laughs> uh, I, think I think it was three kilograms of three kilograms of potatoes. We, we thought we with. were ordering three potatoes, we ordered three kilograms of small potatoes and got twenty small potatoes.
1: We're gonna make a very large batch of mashed potatoes, <laughs> and right. you're gonna be extremely happy about yeah, it. Yeah, I was yeah. not mad
0: about the the overindulgence of potatoes. So that was a funny thing that happened. We also, yeah, we ordered a lot of Uber Eats. We ordered, um, like, a tradition, from a traditional Portuguese yeah. restaurant. So
1: we really wanted to eat at a restaurant and, like, experience yeah. that meal. That, But, you know, obviously, we're getting covered. Like, okay, well, now I just was, we've been eating a bunch of other cuisine. I'm like, hey, we're in this place. Let's order this food. So we ordered this food, and we got enough for...
0: A small wedding a small to cater wedding. a small wedding.
1: <laughs> it's never a good sign when the packaging that shows up is like a catering tray.
0: It's like a, tr- if you can imagine those tinfoil trays yeah. that are like for catering.
1: Yeah, that's um, what showed we up. We had a couple of those. We had five of those, <laughs> um, and it was uh, it was too much food. It was, it was too was much food. Way too much food. We had
0: so much fun trying it though. We really
1: did. We really and
0: did. And I enjoyed the experience. You know, Portuguese food. It's delicious. It. We are not primarily seafood people, so it's definitely outside of our comfort zone in our main wheelhouse, but I'm very glad we tried it, and it was a funny experience to get that much food. Yeah,
1: and we actually are gonna go to a restaurant of a very well-known chef here in Portugal who does kind of like traditional Portuguese food, but in a different way, like with a modern twist. So I'm excited to try that now, having had- compare it. yeah, Yeah. The same similar dishes, but done in a different way. Like, yeah, how do we feel about mm-hmm. them? Uh, but that was just a fun adventure that we got to, yeah, to go on. Yeah, we,
0: I mean, another, like, side effect of being inside all week is we got very comfortable with our apartment. We got very comfortable with working. Yeah. And we did our coaching session. And we're able to still Yeah, I'm so glad I felt
1: good enough to be able to do that and talk yeah. for three hours, so.
0: Okay, so then, though, we alluded to this at the beginning, immediately when we found out you were positive, we went into the logistics. Yes. So we did have to cancel. We had we were supposed to, as Jason said, be on a plane today yeah. as of recording this to fly to our second destination, which is in a different country. And obviously, you know, getting a positive COVID, you're not going to get on a plane and you have to isolate. So we immediately canceled that flight. We were able to get get that money back, we canceled our Airbnb that we had.
1: Yeah, and I think it's, I mean, I don't know if any of you are going to be doing any traveling or thinking about traveling, but it's just like a small tip here. We have been using our Chase card and actually booking everything through the Chase Rewards portal Mm -hmm. because there's usually always an option for like $20 more to do a free cancellation. Right. So like when you book a flight through an airline, Almost never is there a 100% free cancellation option, but because Chase has a good, you know, travel setup and everything else, we were able to do this, so it was very simple, I just called Chase, I talked to a very nice woman, five minutes later, our flight was fully refunded, fully cancelled, and it was four days before the flight. Yeah. So, it's very helpful if you're thinking about doing these things, like, the little bit of extra money can go a long way just in your having something like this happen so during this time we you know we knew that this would probably come up at some point we didn't know what happened at our very first destination but the planning that we did made it a lot easier to go okay we can just cancel these send the ne- you know the covid test to the place just needed to verify and then we we're good to go
0: yes and same with the airbnb we have only been booking places that have a, a cancellation policy and all we had to do was show your positive test and they gave us a full refund yeah and so then we went about finding another apartment here. Um, we let our, our current Airbnb know that you tested positive because we just feel like you disclosure is important to let them know that someone's staying there who's been positive so they can, I don't know, deep clean? Whatever. I mean, I'm sure they do that uh, anyway, yeah. but the, I just at, felt like it was... At
1: this point, I you know, the messages that we were getting from all Airbnbs, they were just like, yeah, okay, it's fine. Like, I think just I everyone's think going through yeah. it. Yeah. So
0: um, we did that, and then we also booked... Uh, looked up another Airbnb, which just happened to be two blocks away from oh, our it's other one. Sto-
1: it's a child stone throw away. Yeah. Not even an adult stone throw. A it's small v- child just flings a rock and you could hit the other building. It's very
0: similar. You might hear a slight echo because it's much bigger yeah. than our other one, which is nice. But it's a little different. I mean, you know, the bathroom's different and stuff like that. Yeah. But very amazing find and like great...
1: When we put together our uh, Lisbon YouTube video, we will show both of these places so you'll be able to experience the visual of Mm -hmm. our Airbnbs.
0: And then, um, yeah, and so they, they allowed us to come check in here. So we just checked in yesterday. And we'll be here, we've just basically, instead of our second leg being in this other country, we just extended Lisbon. So we'll go straight from here to our, what was supposed to be our third destination, but we'll be kind of our second destination. I literally thought you were going
1: to say it. No! I I just thought you were inching your way toward, Mm -mm, and you were just mm going to say, and next we're going to... Nope. Okay. So... Uh, So is that the Pramvel?
0: I think that's the Pramvel. We are, I will say, very much enjoying this experience despite the COVID... Curveball, the curve, the curveball, <laughs> yeah,
1: the curveball. Um,
0: ball. you know, and it's it's just it's already such a roller coaster. Like I forget who we were telling, but it's just such high highs and then like lower lows than you're used to, than we're used to back home. Yeah, being basically inside for two years. Yeah, you know, like I just the the and it's it's everything that I thought it would be in my words of the year being discomfort and magic, the magical moments are so magical. Yeah. Uh, You know, an unexpected overlook of the city and just unbelievable beauty and... um,
1: Just turning the corner and seeing this cute alleyway street. and
0: just uh, totally a feast for the eyes and the senses and everything. Magic, magic, magic. But also... Sleeping in a bed that is not ideal and, um, you know, having a political rally that you didn't expect (laughs) and people yelling. Very friendly though. Very friendly, but people yelling things outside of your window that you didn't see coming and like just all these like things when you're a sensitive person and you have anxiety that are just sounds you don't expect and, you know, things you don't expect happening and just any given day I can be so deeply happy And then the next day, I can be so deeply anxious.
1: Not even the next day, the next hour.
0: And so I just think that's what I signed up for this year. Yeah. And I just try to remind myself of that. But
1: Maybe by the end of it, you're just going to like...
0: Well, that's certainly the hope. You're going to be a
1: highly unsensitive person. I don't know. You're just going to have seen so much and been through so many... Well, truthfully,
0: that is part of it, is I really needed to step outside of my comfort zone so that I wouldn't spend the rest of my life in fear. Like, that's what this year was about for me, is um, not not living so tightly in my own little cave to protect myself because i just think there's so much more life to be lived yeah um and i'm living it
1: what's your favorite memory of our previous airbnb and you, there should be a clear answer here <laughs> yeah
0: my favorite memory of the airbnb
1: just the experience of being in that airbnb what's the number one thing that comes to mind come on should be a pretty clear answer Are you
0: building your fort no oh. <laughs> uh, i don't know. It
1: happened about six or seven times at almost the exact same time every night.
0: Oh, my favorite memory of <laughs> being at that Airbnb. Is this not the favorite. It is memory? the favorite memory. Yeah. Is that every day? Yeah. Every day. Yeah. At different times, but so, yeah. after sunset. Yep. An accordion player in the square by our Airbnb would play Despacito <laughs> on the accordion. So every you would all you just different times yeah. every day you'd suddenly hear in the distance, and I'm like obviously I can't hum it very yeah, well, but yeah, yeah. and Jason and I would just stop what we're doing, dance our little tushies off, yeah, and it was my favorite thing. And also
1: when we were isolating for like that forty-eight hour period, you Ugh. would just send me a text me, they're playing our song, <laughs> <laughs> and you just like listen, you put your ear to the window, and you could definitely hear it. That so. also
0: reminds me another favorite memory that I will take with me is yeah that those first forty. 40- Forty-eight hours where I was like very
1: afraid of me, afraid of you, and yeah. was like
0: don't come near me. And but I would miss you from the other room, so we would Facetime, and we did the the um, oh the an emoji the, filters on yeah. Facetime, and so it would just be like you with this like scary rabbit face and me with <laughs> this mouse face face. <laughs> to each other.
1: That was ridiculous. But anyway, that's how you survive. Uh, okay, cool. Well, let's uh move into the the hot topic of today's episode. Okay. So, as a reminder. Uh, we started this new series called Embracing You and last week was our first episode and every week we're kind of doing a different topic to discuss as it relates to embracing the things that make you unique that we definitely think are the secret sauce to you standing out from other people. They're the things that have set us apart in very crowded spaces, whether it's having an online course platform that has like a little monster mascot on the thing, whether it's having a coaching business where you just are leaning into the unboring side of it and just being different. You know, these are areas where there's a lot of competition, but we stand out by embracing the things that make us unique and different. Yep. So this week we are talking about... We are
0: talking about embracing you inside your copywriting and branding.
1: Copywriting scary because don't you have to be a professional writer with like a writer's degree and like be up for a Pulitzer Prize to be a copywriter? Yes. Isn't that the rule? <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I, I think... An interesting place that I thought we could start with this is something... I was trying to put myself back in my shoes of starting my business. This is Made Vibrant before Wandering Aimfully.
1: Same size shoes or did you grow at all?
0: Same shoes. Okay. So if you don't know, I had... Jason and I both had individual businesses before we joined forces and combined into Wandering Aimfully. But I started in the online business space having a design business um, called Made Vibrant. And I was basically a freelance designer. And I remember... Figuring out what I wanted my branding to be and what I wanted just my my brand voice to be and feeling this need to be like, quote unquote, professional. Mm-hmm. And what did that mean? I, I was also pretty young, I think. And so you get out of college and you think like all the emphasis is on like entering the workforce and that, it, and that there's some different delineation of people who are professionals yeah. versus people who are just people. It's like, oh no, like everyone just... Working well, as also, human beings.
1: I think as someone who also came from like the design background, you could argue that I was more of a professional designer than you were. Yeah. I have a design degree. I had a full-time job as a designer. Like I was for all intents and purposes, a designer and you were quote unquote, not a designer. Mm-hmm. You're the better designer. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that is just the really interesting part of this entire idea of this embracing you is just. All these rules, all these things that we see, like they're just all made up. Like none of it matters. And we're not brain surgeons here. You know what I mean? Right. Like a brain surgeon needs to know how to operate on a brain. Like there's some specific rules you need to follow. Right. You got to wash your hands before you do it. Um, you know, get a sharp, really sharp drill. And <laughs> great. Just uh, watch where you're poking. That's what they watch say. Watch where you're poking. At neuro- neurological University. campus <laughs> of DeVry. <laughs> But when it comes to being a designer, when it comes to being an online coach, when it comes to being a yoga teacher, when it comes to being any of the things any of you do who listen to this podcast, and if you're a neurosurgeon, please tell me that I'm correct in my three steps to being a neurosurgeon via email, all of these rules, they don't matter. The the certifications really don't matter in the grand scheme of things. I
0: mean, sure. for For certain things, I do think it's important to go through the... Education so that you're not harming people, right? Like the the neurosurgeons yeah, 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 of yeah. the world or the therapies or those things yeah. like that. However, I think what you're really hitting on is, you know, the term like professional, this came from an era where you had these gatekeepers who were saying you have to behave in a certain way in order to be taken seriously. And I think with online businesses now, those gatekeepers are kind of no longer preventing people from creating their own businesses. And so now we have the power to, we as people have the power to create businesses and say, you know what? I don't, I don't subscribe to that thought anymore. I don't think you have to wear your hair a certain way. I don't think you have to wear certain clothing to be considered professional. I don't think you have to speak a certain way to be considered professional. I am a person who has a skill set, and I should be taken seriously because I, I am a person who has a skill set, you know? And so I think, um, I go back to, again, when I was starting made vibrant and I was, I was starting out and thinking, Oh, I'll just look and see what, what other designers, serious, I'm using quotes here, serious designers are doing, and then I'll follow what they're doing so that I'll be taken seriously and that I'll be considered a professional. And all I was doing is making like watering myself down to come to just blend in with them yeah. instead of owning my own superpowers, owning my own story. I think in some cases being kind of on this professional thing, being an amateur can sometimes be part of your brand story if you're transparent about it. Like don't, don't try to pretend that you're an expert when you're not, but saying, Hey, I'm learning alongside you. And that's a part of my brand. That's part of embracing you, right? It's a par- it's part of embracing whatever your truth is that you can infuse into your branding, into your copywriting, into your newsletters. Do that. Like, just be transparent and own your truth.
1: Yeah. And I think some of this, too, is don't put yourself under a microscope too early. And by what mm-hmm. I mean with that is, like, when you started Made Vibrant, like, the the key would not be to try and get... All of the clients you could build an email list, build a website, and like get as much attention as possible when you're just learning Photoshop for the mm-hmm. first time. It's like spend the time to build the skills in whatever area that you're in. And you can take some people along on that journey, but don't put yourself behind the eight-ball of, well, I'm just learning all these things. I don't really have the confidence to do any of this yet. Get some of that stuff under your belt. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just I think there are there are a lot of people who jump a little too quickly to trying to get clients or trying to get customers or trying to whatever, and they haven't even honed the skill yet Mm -hmm. of the thing they want to do. And, and that's a little bit of the, like, anybody can do anything, you know, time that we live in, but there is a little bit of nuance to build the skill, build a little bit of credibility, get a couple, you know, jobs or, or customers or clients or products under your belt, and then start to kind of share a little bit more, promote a little bit more.
0: Yeah. And then I think in terms of strategy, when it comes to branding and embracing your uniqueness, I think, um, really embracing what makes you specific. So what I mean by that is I remember again, starting made vibrant. I had, yes, I wanted to be a designer and I loved that, but I also had this deep interest in like personal development and art. And I, I, a little bit of that multi-passionate thing where I was really trying to find a way to thread the needle between all three of those things, like design, art, and personal development and personal growth. And I thought to myself, there's not a lot of people that are kind of like talking about personal development, like through the lens of branding. Now there are, but at the time it didn't feel like that. And I felt a little bit weird to try to do that, but I kind of ran towards that. I thought, even though my instinct is that this feels weird, whatever feels weird is actually gonna make you stand out. Yeah. And so I tried to find at all times, and that's sort of where the name even made vibrant came from, is I was like, what is this metaphor that can be used to not only describe like designing the most vibrant, you know, authentic, like vibrant became a placeholder for authenticity to me. And authenticity became the through line that I could talk about being your authentic self, having your authentic brand. Um, and then also making vibrant art, right? Like it all kind of, you know, weaves together and that's not going to happen overnight. That's going to happen with a lot of self inquiry and going, what makes me weird? What makes me different? Um, you know, and I think part of it is interrogating, okay, here are my interests. Let's just say pick three. Here are my interests. Ask yourself, what is the through line that, that intrigues you about each of those things? And is there something that those three things have in common, even if it's like a metaphor, even if like for me, authenticity, right? Right. What is the the thread that goes between those three specific interests that you have? Because I guarantee you, you're the thread. There's something inside of you, whether it's, oh, you're a curious person, whether you're someone who values, it's like a value that probably is going to be seen throughout all those things. And if you can build your brand around that, that's gonna help you stand out and embrace you in your branding.
1: Yeah, and I, I think for those of you who are listening who are like, I am not good at the through lines, I am not <laughs> good at the self identification, I'm in your boat. Yes. So I am not good at those things either. That is your superpower. I, you could show me three pictures of something and be like, nothing is alike in those photos. I
0: cannot tell you how many times we've done brand homework. I've taken nope. you through my brand nope. process nope. and your brain is just like, I don't know. Just tell me
1: what's different. <laughs> so the practical exercise I want to give those of you who are like me is reach out to a couple friends, reach out to a couple people maybe you've worked with and just ask them, hey, what are some traits about me that stand out to you? You know, and just, you could do this via text, you can do this via email and and just like, what are those words that come up? And then where do you find the patterns? And that's where it's really easy when someone says like oh like you're goofy or you're silly or you're you know funny or whatever like if those are the words you're hearing often you're like oh okay great like those I do think those things about myself too I need to lean into those in everything that I'm doing if it's a good fit for the business that you know and how I want to be presenting myself but I do think there is going back to the whole professionalism thing there's some people who look down on the idea of oh I'm, I'm not going to get clients if I'm silly weird irreverent mm-hmm. goofy you know whatever like I can speak personally like I've made plenty of businesses and worked with thousands of companies now at this point, all on being those things.
0: completely. And that's the thing, right? Is if you try to create, especially if you're at the heart of your brand, if you try to create a brand that isn't aligned with who you are authentically, you're going to attract clients that don't allow you to be your true self. So if you're someone who's a silly person like Jason is, and you kind of like, Mute your silliness because you think it's not professional or because yeah. you think you need to be some type of way or you think you'll get more clients if you're or you won't get clients if you're silly. You're gonna attract clients that then when you reveal your true self, which you inevitably will, you you say something silly or you throw in an emoji or whatever, they're turned off. Yeah. And it's because you attracted the wrong type of clients from the from the get-go. So the more you can really work up the courage to be your authentic self, remind yourself every time you choose that, that you're putting out a magnet to attract the type of clients that will celebrate you for being your authentic self. Yeah, And what a relief that is to be able to go about your life and your business in a way where you can actually be your real self.
1: Yeah, and I think very interestingly when it comes to wandering aimfully, our business, like as it started in 2018, you know, we almost started out with like, we are business coaches and we wanna like help you with your digital product business. And like, we're gonna kind of push aside all the things that make us interesting and different and unique, right? And, and we were like, those things were on the edges, but I think when you had that realization, you know, whenever that was of like, like let's lean into the unboring, like mm-hmm. let's really like push that as the envelope. I think that's when it started to really attract the right type of people. Cause there are two very different audiences that bought the very beginning of Wandering Aimfully and whatever it was before that when it was by our future. To who buy now and become members of Wayman Limited, our product that we have now, that they just get it. Like they're like, okay, these are two silly people. They're good at business though, so I'm going to learn some stuff. But they're also going to drop lots of gifs. They're going to weird all the time. Like Jason's going to go on these ridiculous tangents that are just almost unbearable. <laughs> but they're worth it. They and love
0: making up words and acronyms.
1: They do, and and we. You know, one of my most fun things that we do is when someone finishes paying for their way membership and I send them an email, I say, thank you so much for paying, like we're so glad. And we get these emails We're back people who are like, it's just so fun to like be in Wayne and, and to know that someone's saying that about being in like a business coaching community is just so different than probably what most people hear. And, and we even hear that from other people and like people who join our Slack we're like, people are actually in here. They're actually talking. They're not just like sharing their six figure business journey, which we don't preach any of that anyway, but they're talking about real life things. So I actually feel like I'm in a group of people I want to be around for sure. And I think that Our example as well is just another one of, you're not going to do it perfectly out of the gate.
0: Exactly. That's what I wanted to hit on is exactly what you're describing there, which is it's going to take time. So give yourself that time to figure it out. Yes. You know, I'm giving, we're giving you exercises to kind of try to think through the through line and, but, but really give yourself space to yes, do that thought exercise, but then the only way you're going to find your voice is by writing those newsletters for longer than you know four, yeah, and just really giving yourself time to figure out what comes organically, figure out what your um, special sauce is, and that just takes experimentation and and time, really patience.
1: Yeah. Okay, what's next on our that's it our list of bullet? That's it. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, we got to be embracing more of things. Well, one one thing I definitely want to talk about is like, fighting a writing voice. I think that's one thing that in, like, the copywriting part of this that I think would be interesting to share. So just my own personal anecdote, like, when I started writing consistently, and that is just a newsletter and a blog post, I didn't think that that was, like, writing that people would look upon as important, I guess is the best word. And it was because I didn't feel like I had the credentials to do that. But... I had a lot of experience that I wanted to share and I had a lot of things that I had learned that I wanted other people to not have to learn in such a hard way that I did, Mm -hmm. whether it was about entrepreneurship or managing money or, you know, relationships or business relationships and those things. And so when I started writing, I really felt this kind of like, I had to write a certain way for people to take it seriously, but that was not me. That Mm -hmm. wasn't how I wanted to write. And so, you know, anybody who has read any of my writing for more than one newsletter, you very much know when it's me. Like, there's a lot of parentheses. There's emojis in weird places. But it feels like you're having a conversation with me, mm-hmm. and it feels like we're sitting together and chatting. And that's what I want. I don't want it to feel like my writing is in any way, quote-unquote, like, professional. Mm-hmm. Because it's still valuable. It's just, it's very unique to me. And and I just want anybody who's listening that might feel like, I feel like when I write that I'm not being myself, or mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm being a fraud because I'm just pretending to be something I'm not you can absolutely have great copy, whether it's on a sales page or writing for other people or writing for a newsletter or articles or what have you. In whatever writing voice feels most comfortable to you, and if you don't know what that is, you just have to start writing and just keep writing until you find it.
0: Yeah, and what's kind of funny about that, too, is like I'm also self-conscious at times because my writing, if you can definitely tell it's my voice between the two of us because I tend to write more formally than you. Yes. So it's hard for me to... You put the periods
1: in the right places all the time. It's weird.
0: (gasps) I don't know why that is, but my... Maybe I speak like that too. I don't know. My writing voice is a little bit more formal. It's a little bit more, um, it's less conversational. Maybe it just comes from like being more like an academic. Like I really liked English in school, so like it does, it it has that tilt to it. And for a long time I was like kind of self-conscious about that because if I try to be concise, whether verbally or (laughs) written, it's impossible. Yeah. The amount of times that I write an Instagram caption and I am over the the character limit is all the times <laughs> all the times yeah and so i apologize for maybe pioneering the long instagram <laughs> but um i i also want to say if you're that person yeah you have to embrace you as well and you have to go okay maybe we're living in a world now where i need these like snippy little or snappy little headlines But that's not me either. Right. And so I think to myself, I'm going to write the newsletter that I want to write. And if it's too long for people, they'll skim it and move on. But the people who it's for will appreciate it because that's just it'll come through authentically. If I were trying to trying to be more conversational, it would come through inauthentically.
1: Yeah. And I do think that's a really interesting thing to bring up because we do hear this from some of our um, members who say like, oh, like people aren't reading my writing or my email newsletters. Like no one's replying or whatever. And I think part of that is if, if you're never evolving and you're never trying to, like, just change, you know, with, with times, with people's, you know, trends and habits, you know, one thing that's easy for us to, you know, kind of look back on is we just haven't leaned on social media at all with Wandering Aimfully. Like, right. we've had an Instagram account, but, like, never had a Twitter account, you know, any of those things. And I think the all of the, like, online business people would tell you, like, we're doing it wrong because we're still writing long form articles, we're still writing long emails, like we are not following those trends. But the thing is the people who don't wanna also be on Twitter, the people who don't wanna be on Instagram all the time, the people who value reading a long form thing because A, it's helpful, and B, it's also maybe entertaining and it's different, those people are gonna find you. And so I I think a, a big part of this, if you're someone who is maybe in like the middle of this journey and someone's not reading your stuff or someone's not opening your things, it's to maybe try and just like, change your voice slightly so that it becomes maybe a little bit more interesting or maybe a little bit different, or it just stands out in some way because it might just be blending in with everything else. Mm -hmm. And that might just be the small thing you need to change. That's going to start attracting the right people to your stuff,
0: which it kind of goes back to what we were saying before, which is that if you are always just following the trends and just trying to let the market point you in the direction that you should go, you, it goes back to the client conversation, which is it's if it's not aligned with you authentically, you're going to find yourself then trapped into creating content for a platform or a type of, you know, content package that is going to make you unhappy. Yeah. And then you're not going to attract. So, so if we, if you and I, for example, were like, we're only doing like short form video because that's where the world is going.
1: We're getting on vine.
0: Well, then it's like, what about all those people who actually would be deeply aligned with us who are maybe a little bit like, you know, tick-tocked out or a little bit tired of the constant deluge of like bite-sized content all the time. Now we we lose out on the opportunity to connect with those people by just following the trends instead of like doing what feels actually aligned to what we want to do. Yeah. So that just goes back to the overarching idea of it all goes back to embracing you. It all goes back to the belief that authenticity as buzzwordy as it is is the most important thing. And by that it just means like really looking inward and going, what's the business I want to create? What's the, what's the brand that is most aligned with who I am as a person? Because that way you get to create a business based on being yourself.
1: Yeah. And if you have purple hair, if you swear like a sailor, if you wear two left shoes for some reason, like whatever your weird things are, just embrace them fully and just put them out there and let the people who they're not for go the other way and attract the people who really appreciate two left shoe wearings, because that's a weird thing that someone must do, right? Like we sure. live in a weird, you know, there's a world where everything happens. Um, but yeah, I hope this was helpful. I, I, I think the whole topic of branding and copywriting is such a nuanced thing and that everyone thinks you have to do it a certain way. Like right. it's just one of those topics where like, oh, well, if I'm going to write copy, it's got to be professional and whatever that means. It's like, no, it really doesn't. It just needs to be whatever is authentic to you as we've been talking about. Great. You want to talk about the show that we've enjoyed? Because we haven't been watching any movies on our Saturday movie nights. We have
0: not. I don't know. We're just not in a rhythm yet to be able to do Saturday movie nights.
1: We're not. And also, excuse me, this is this is warm. I don't want a blanket. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it just it, it hasn't worked with our schedule. So, you know, something that worked perfectly for us for almost two years now is just not aligning well. Uh, also, you start to realize, too, when you're traveling, you just don't have access to all the same things. Like... Of
0: course. Our last place, we
1: they were signed into Amazon. This is just a very quick antidote. They were signed into Amazon Prime on the TV app. So like I could go in and I could watch anything on Amazon right. Prime. This TV here, right. I had to sign into our account because there was no account signed in. Right. I get like seven movies. like right. the, It's so limited and there's a message across the top. It's like based on the country you're in, this is all you're allowed to watch. Right. Which is interesting because I, I haven't, we haven't experienced that yet. So it just kind of like, you know, it changes what you can watch. However, what we could watch, which we very thoroughly enjoyed on Netflix, was...
0: The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window.
1: (laughs) Who has a cabin and once was on a boat and likes to look at people on (laughs) Tuesdays. Across the lake. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so this is the new, we can't, I just realized we really got to be careful about spoilers.
1: Oh yeah. 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 I mean, so this is
0: this show. It's a, I don't don't know, eight episodes or something on Netflix and we just started it. It's, um, Kristen Bell is the main character and we saw like an interview with her. So we were like, Oh, we could try that because it's unlike anything you've ever seen before. It's basically that genre of like thriller, gone girl, girl, uh, the, the woman on the train, like all those movies. And so it kind of makes it. Pokes fun at that, but then it's also just actually like a mystery.
1: Yeah.
0: So it kind of hooked us and it was really funny. All the little, <laughs> like some of the comedy is so subtle. It's so subtle. Like yeah. because if you don't watch those things, you don't know some of the, the like funny tropes that they like poke fun at. But anyway, we found it enjoyable.
1: I will say her interview on Kimmel is really what sold me on it when she said, Every episode, it gets more absurd. Right. Which is just great because that sets me up really well for a show like this. So I'm like, all right, then I'm in to keep watching because I want to see the absurdity. Yeah. Also, I love that she said, she was like, my mom Is not going to get any of the right. My mom's
0: just going to think, "Oh, what a what a cool thriller!" (laughs) You and we
1: were watching it every episode, going like, "I can totally see how our moms would be like." This is just a great thriller, yeah. Just what a mystery, you know. And we're just laughing at some of the ridiculousness. So, yeah, uh, would definitely recommend. Very binge worthy. Again, only eight episodes, not that long. I mean, we literally watched it very absurd. It's very it's.
0: it's, it's definitely uh, embracing you. It is unique. Yeah, yeah. it and is it's, specific. It's dark,
1: you know. You, oh, it's you, dark yeah, as well. We should yeah, probably say that. Definitely uh, some violence. Yeah, there's some violence in there, but it's not it's not you know anything that we're not all used to at this point. Um, but yeah, I I think on the potato score, what would you give it? This is an impromptu potatoes.
0: Mm, I would probably give it eight potatoes.
1: I'd give it nine. This is a solid nine. Wow. Yeah, like I it, when it and I know it's a nine for me because when it was over, I was sad. It wasn't Aww. like, oh, I'm glad I watched it. I was like, no, I want like eight more episodes. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if they do another season I just of it. always
0: have to respect something that's like, oh, I can't think of anything else that's exactly like that.
1: Exactly. So. Yeah. Also, what a time to be alive when someone can go, you know, like Gone Girl and like Girl on a Train, like it's that, but absurd. And someone goes, okay, yeah, okay. we'll make that. Oh. Like I'm all for those things. Yeah. So... Alright, well, that's our potatoes update for the week. Uh, both in the movie s- slash show watching, but then also in the thirty pounds of potatoes that we have, we have to eat. So
0: many potatoes we have to eat.
1: We do have to eat. But now that we're emerging back into the world, we have to eat at these outdoor rooftop we dining. Have, we
0: have to we eat. We have at them. to
1: because Lisbon has so many of them. It's true. And the next place we're going is not gonna have them. Oh. Where is it? Whoa. Is it the Arctic Circle? I don't know. Maybe. Is it Antarctica? Maybe. I don't know. Is it a small island in the Arctic Ocean? Maybe. Could be. <laughs> I mean, technically, is it? Jason. Oh, okay. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We appreciate your faces, as always. Hope you're enjoying the Embracing You series and, of course, the Pram Bell. We'll be back next week with some actual travel, travel stories. and stories. And we, we are go outside. grateful for being able to do that. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye.
0: Bye.